Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Uh, I am the Reverend Dr. Crimsoniculus. I know, isn't that weird, guys? Pat's Pat's not here this week. It's been a... <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to co-host with um, someone else. <laughs> but I'm glad you're here. Now, you guys may recognize this voice from our Church of the Subgenius episode. This is our, um, our precious Reverend who is going to make sure that we all get our pleasure crafts as long as we give our $35. Well, that's that's definitely true. However, today I'm actually here to talk about uh, another topic. But uh, we'll get it we'll get into that once the uh, episode really gets rolling. Sure, sure. I'm excited. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a fun one. I really like um, getting into these types of topics. Uh, you know, we've kind of been doing more of an internet mysteries um, kind of series for the month of February. It wasn't really on purpose, but uh, things just kind of worked out that way. And I think that some of these stories will be kind of a great end to, um, you know, the whole Internet stuff, especially because some of them are really heavy in the Internet. But um, I did have a couple of things I wanted to talk about. So um, are you familiar at all with the Tasmanian tiger? Have you heard of this? Uh, yeah, the uh, the extinct Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, the, the thylacine. I'm terrible. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, so this guy named Neil Waters, who is the president of the Thylacine Awareness Group of Australia, um, has come out and he made this kind of cryptic, not cryptic YouTube video, but he made a YouTube video saying that they got um, really great photographic evidence of, of the thylacine and said that um, the photos were being sent to a museum for them to review and if they were proven to be legitimate then they would um you know take them off of the extinction list and put them hopefully then on the endangered species list so as of right now this is all kind of i mean this is all actually kind of breaking news because um you know I, some people believe that the museum has come out and said that uh these are not actually of a thylacine but then there's people saying that you really can't say that they're not the pictures haven't been released yet so we're still waiting to see what those pictures look like um but i mean would, would picture evidence i mean would that really be enough for us to to classify an animal species I, you know i don't i don't think so i mean if that were the case you'd think that bigfoot would be classified due to the patterson gimlin footage because you well know, that, that, <laughs> no, i mean technically that's true but we also have this little thing that's called uh what photoshop yeah, yeah that's so, very true you know. <laughs> Now we do. Yes, now we right. do. They're saying that they're, um, they're, they're, I, and I'm probably saying the name wrong, but they're saying that the photographs are actually of uh, patamelons, paid pa melons, patamelons. Some like, very close relative then. Well, I mean, not, yes and no. They're marsupials, and they say that the Tasmanian tigers are marsupials. Well, um, but they don't look. If you if you look these things up, they don't look anything alike. I mean, for one, the Tasmanian tiger's got stripes, and this thing does not. And they're very much different sizes. They're just very different creatures. And uh, I can't see how you could mistake that for that. But um, who knows? So you know, I I don't know. I don't know what we'll see here. Now the guy has previously released images that he has claimed are you know the thylacine and. They haven't been so you know is he just looking for attention is he just getting is he jumping the gun and getting too excited about you know things that we already know about there i don't know but either way i mean i think these things are still out there i think that i've seen enough pictures 
um, which I mean, I'll be more than happy to share with everybody that are very obvious to me that <laughs> that they're the Tasmanian tiger. Um, and it's just more than likely they're just such a small population that, you know, they're they're easy to, to miss. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens there. You know, but speaking of these extinct um, creatures, we also uh, we cloned the black-footed ferret this week. I, don't know if oh, I, I had heard about that. It's the cutest yeah. little clone I've ever seen. It is. <laughs> I don't know. Dolly was pretty cute too. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> she was. She was pretty cute. But yeah, so you know, now we're starting to open that that can of worms back up, and of course, you know, the question of ethics come into play here. Do we? continue to to clone and you know bring these creatures back or do we just let sleeping dogs lie or i guess dead dogs lie and just leave them alone i mean that's another that's just a whole nother i know we've i and on this show i know we've covered it before um you know ethical we've covered cloning and things like that um but you know i don't know it's it's hard because you look at the you know, you look at the ferret, and yeah, of course, he's adorable. So, yeah, I'm happy to have him back. But, um, you know, do we just let the earth adjust with him not being here anymore? Or, you know, is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. So. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, if you clone it, it's just technically it's another one of that thing. In this case, it happens to be a ferret. Yeah. I mean, and it's not going to have the exact same uh experiences as the previous ferret did so you know it's going to it's going to become its own thing i I don't feel like there's anything wrong with cloning per se so long as you aren't expecting it to be be the exact same thing after you've cloned it well right and i think the big issue comes into play when you're talking about um you know cloning things that have been extinct for for you know many 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 years to where our ecosystem has now recovered from that extinction and we've kind of moved on to um cloning endangered species so that their species doesn't die out to offset the fact that we could you know topple our (laughs) ecosystem without them you know so i i think that that is is really important i mean we've all seen jurassic park you know we we know that the john hammond effect yes 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 (laughs) yeah Life it uh, finds a way. (laughs) Right. We're too busy figuring out if we, you know, could. We never stop to think if we should. So, uh, (laughs) you know, I guess the question now is should we? Um, You know, that's, I think that would be fun if you guys want to. And I think the answer to that question, the question of should we, the answer is how much money you got. (laughs) Because if you got enough money, then sure we should. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is why pets get their. This is why celebrities get their pets cloned and shit. You know, oh the, us normal people, we have to go out and find another animal. But you know, <laughs> it's like I really liked this dog. Well, it's not going to be the same dog. I mean, yeah, sure, genetically it'll be exactly the same, sure. but it's going to have a different life. Come on now. Uh, well, you know, that's that nature versus nurture. That's <laughs> well for sure. But that is a topic for another day as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, you know, that was um that was fun. And then um also I was I was telling you earlier before the show started, this has been a big week. Um scientists found a way, not found a way, but they discovered um direct communication, active communication to um lucid dreamers. Did you see this? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so they um they they've been doing a study on lucid dreamers for a while and they have like a mix of people 
some people who are, you know, claim to be, you know, experts, you know, pros at lucid dreaming, some that want to lucid dream more and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so what they did was they, they, you know, put them, took them all for a nap and put them down and said, hey, you know, uh, once you're in the dream and you're aware that you're in the dream, give us this left to right eye movement. And then, you know, we will, we'll know that you're communicating with us and then we'll communicate back with you and we'll do, you know, experiments and see if we can communicate back and forth. And they did. And they successfully were able to communicate with people that were dreaming. And they, mm -hmm. even though they were in their dreams, they were able to communicate back to the scientists. Yeah, that's, that sounds crazy. <laughs> you know, dream. <laughs> dreaming and just sleeping in general is is fucking weird sleeping's weird like it, it kind of sucks that we have to sleep <laughs> um you know because we just i mean you know for roughly eight hours a night we lay down and, and play dead and <laughs> we just oh you know it think of it think of it just as, as like you're you're resetting after a day you know it's it's been a long day you went through some crazy shit today go ahead reward yourself with doing nothing for absolutely nothing right <laughs> and then while you're doing nothing though sometimes you get these i i get your brain gets bored i don't you know we don't really know why we dream or what that's about or you know what it does but you know then there's we've talked about lucid dreaming you know has been one of those things that a lot of people claim that they can do well apparently they can apparently a lot of people can do it and apparently when they do do it they can communicate um depending on what it is so i don't know you ever seen there was that um oh god what was it called there's that show on adult swim that's about dreaming have you seen i think it's called oh dream, dream corp llc yeah yes yes and it's it's weird and they're like stare at the you. guy with the spinning sign yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they like fix your issues by going into your dreams and and doing it that way because your subconscious i guess is more you know is open when you're dreaming and so um but they you know that, i mean that could, could very well be a thing of the future if we're starting to realize that we can communicate from the outside world to these people mm -hmm. so that's you know i thought that that was a lot of fun but moving on um i'm excited this week's episode we are finally going to talk about we're going to talk about time travel but i'm bum i'm excited it's <laughs> you know it's it's one of those um things that I don't know. You know, I think time travel has become kind of boring to a lot of people. I guess we just haven't gotten there yet, or at least, you know, we, we believe we haven't gotten there yet. And, um, you know, I think it's one of those, like, unreachable things to, uh, that's not really attainable to us, it seems. And, and maybe it's not. It might not ever be something that we could do, because um, it might not be something we understand. I shared a video earlier today, um, which I don't believe you saw because I'm actually in Facebook jail and I can't post anything on Facebook still for like another week. And Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got in trouble for something just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so um, I shared this video because I I'd showed it to my daughter and I wanted to show her the scale of the universe and how completely insignificant we really are oh, for sure to everything you know we've all seen that and um you know so so i showed this video and you know blew her fucking mind and um <laughs> and so you know when you really look at again at the scale of things there's just some sciences that we just we will our species will probably die before we ever reach it and time travel just might be one of those things and time travel 
kind of holds hands with space travel. And so, you know, if we were able to perfect, you know, one of the theories is that if we could perfect time travel, then we could go anywhere we want to in the universe. Well, and actually, uh, you talking about how uh, space travel and time travel are linked. Um, one of the things NASA's actually figured out, there's a, a one of their, uh, the people that they sent up, Air Marshal Sir Victor Goodard, had spent enough time up in space that he's actually two-tenths of a second younger than he should be if he was on Earth his whole life. Isn't that wild how that works? Yeah, just being far enough away from mass causes yeah. you to not experience time the same way. <laughs> it's a crazy, it's, yeah, it's crazy, insane. crazy thing. It really is. And, you know, a lot of these concepts are, um, you know, almost beyond our own comprehension. It really is. Um, just like watching this video, it gets, it gets to a point to where, like, the scale grows so large that it's, you're talking numbers and figures and things that we can't understand. Well, for sure. And we're just not, our brains just aren't made to, I guess. Um, <clears throat> you know, who knows when we were, when humans weren't invented or whatever it was that happened. <laughs> Um, you know, if we ever thought that we would even make it to this point. So maybe we're all sitting around, you know, shocked that we're even still here. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's another crazy concept. A, a really good, you know, piece of media, which is, um, you know, really popular. I'm sure you've seen a lot of people have seen it to check out that explains the way that time and space works is Interstellar, the movie Interstellar. Have you seen oh, that? Um, the, that's the Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pushed the book. <laughs> I pushed the book. Do you they see me? Do you see me? I pushed the book. <laughs> they asked him to go to space, and he said, all right, all right, all right. He sure did. <laughs> and he went. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my gosh. The, you know what I love about time travel? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say, I can't even make that joke work because it's it's too time related. And it's too early. It's too early. I haven't even gotten into it yet. <laughs> yeah. Let's try this again. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I love about time travel? I can stay the same age and all those girls keep getting younger. Wait. wait. No. Well, no, because the line was pretty creepy to begin with, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, he was. But no, Interstellar is a great, it's a great example of, um, you know of of how everything works and even like i really enjoyed that they they did you know they pushed the limit and they went as far as like approaching the fourth dimension and things mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. and so um but it's it's it explains things in a way that you can understand so like he leaves earth and then eventually he comes back to earth and he <laughs> never got any older um but but his daughter did she was like on her deathbed dying and mm -hmm. she was like a little girl you know so it, it does explain like how time and stuff you know in, in a in a way that you can you can bite off the chew and so you know that's a really good without you know going through all the textbooks and all the fun stuff and things like that if you're not super nerdy so <laughs> or, or just really into this stuff um because it is difficult your brain starts you know i know when i get into to researching this stuff um i it's it's it can be very overwhelming and you sometimes you have to kind of take a break and kind of like really absorb what the fuck you just read <laughs> well i mean you know the thing is is when you're talking about yesterday like it's tomorrow yeah you do sometimes have to take a break yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> it's it's interesting um and and it can be a lot and then 
on top of that, you know, it's just the most of it is is just theories. And then that that is when you really you you know, you start to understand that we really just don't even have a, a handle on this stuff at all. As, well, the the normal people on this earth have no concept of, of all, no, of course. Now, now see, I'm I'm actually I've been in touch with Reverend Ivan Stang and the ghost of J.R. Bob Dobbs, I'm allowed today and today only to offer you a few of the secrets Ooh. of time travel from the Church of the Subgenius. Oh my gosh, we are in for a treat. That is 100% correct. I will teach you how to travel through time, how to not deal or deal with your future or past self at the same time. <laughs> And we will also go through a couple of different paradoxes that you may have to run into when you're inevitably running through time. <laughs> okay, so um, warning, uh, the On Wednesdays We Talk Weird podcast is not responsible for um, head explosions. We're not responsible for mass confusion. We're not responsible. Uh, temporal side effects temporal uh, side resulting side from effects. attempted time travel, of course. Correct. Correct. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, we're not uh, social, uh, socioeconomical effects of time travel. And um, anything else that uh, might uh, hurt, burn, or otherwise leave a scar. So, um, with that said. <laughs> of course. <laughs> with that said, um, yeah, let's get into a little bit. What, what, what should we talk about? Should we talk about the alleged time travelers, or should we talk about the... Well, I think, you know, that oh, we could we could go into the people first, yeah, um, and then we'll kind of backtrack and kind of fall into the uh, the different things about time travel. Okay. So yeah. um, we were talking a little bit before uh, we got on about uh, John Titor. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, um, he's probably the the most well-known um, alleged time traveler that, that there is. Um, so I was kind of, you know, looking into it a bit. Now, he appeared on the um, on a couple of message boards on, on the Internet. This is kind of where the Internet mysteries thing come, comes in. Um, I yeah, think it was uh, that, around 2000 was when was. he started posting. Yeah, it was very early, and he got on, I can't, I, it was like a time traveler forum, I believe, and then it was also the Coast to Coast AM forum. Yep, Coast online. to Coast AM frame, yep. And said that he was from the year 2036, which, that's not that far now. You know? I mean, you know, like I said, we're going to be... The, Humans are really good at figuring things out. And once, you know, they get their hands on technology, and that's really all it is, is they haven't gotten their hands on time travel technology yeah. yet. Right. And the, the cool thing about time travel, when do we want it? It's, it's inevitable. Well, that's true. Well, but it's like, you know, so, you know, just for a second, go on, you know, I guess before we get into the time traveling people, you know, isn't that that's kind of a paradox isn't it i mean if we have time travel in the future then obviously we have time travelers here right now well for sure Th technically that's that's the whole point if at any point during a timeline time travel is invented then at that point any any point forward or backward that the time machine itself goes to now officially has time travel right. and as such is now bending the laws of time and space just to suit the time traveler and their uh whatever their conveyances that'll get right. them there whether it be uh what uh police box uh the stately um uh portal option 
the uh, less well-known hot tub or <laughs> the uh, uh yes the car based the car um, yes yes <laughs> normally normally uh, one of the more fun ways of going about it is definitely cars, I hope it's a hot opinion. tub that would be um, ideal for me I think um, that would I would I would enjoy that very much um, and I hope that maybe one day I'm just at a random Airbnb doing my Mothman research and I happen to, they have a hot tub and I get in it and all of a sudden I'm somewhere else. Um. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice. <laughs> it'd be nice, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so in our time, if we, if we did not, if we don't discover time travel, this is really hard to do without like pictures. I'm, I, I talk with my hands. I'm I'm Italian, so I do that. Um, if we don't discover time travel in our lifetime, then we would not have these alleged time travelers at all. Correct. So, right, which is possible because, you know, infinite world, infinite possibilities. So there's, you know, allegedly there's all these different lines through, you know, space and time and all this and that. Um, so the just the fact that we have these alleged time travelers proves that we probably do at some point in our lifetime discover time travel. Correct. So, that's exactly how it works. So if you have ever seen a time traveler or a time travel device, that means time travel will have been invented and therefore already exists. Right. Exactly. You know, even if it's not right now, it, it, it is right now, kind of. Exactly. And so, <laughs> you know, it just depends. I mean, we're probably not going to get a lot of time travelers from like, you know, the year 2020 and 2021. Nobody wants to be here during this Oh, show. actually, time travel to the year 2020 has been strictly forbidden by the uh, Quantum Association. Please um, don't tell your friends. <laughs> to keep that under wraps that's just you guys but i believe that um so that makes a lot of sense probably at least for the next five years i would imagine um, yeah, well you know uh, yeah once you once you're forward enough in time and have actually gotten the covid19 and covid20 and covid23 uh, uh booster packs or, bo or booster shots then uh you don't have to worry about it then you can come back to 2020 but as a general rule of thumb, just don't go to 2020. Yeah, it's just not it's not a good idea. There was already enough shit going on. That's probably what happened, honestly, is that somebody violated the rules, they went back to 2020, all this shit happened, and here we are. So whatever. Yeah, and then the Quantum Association came back and had to fix everything. You yeah. remember there was like seven minutes where there were like giant bees everywhere? But <laughs> yes. only for seven minutes and only on that one day in July. <laughs> it's really weird. Or how about the monoliths? I mean, come on, that's obviously come on. <laughs> well, I, I did actually appreciate those monoliths. They were very they were very artistically done. That's oh for yeah, sure. oh yeah. That was that was a fun time. Mm -hmm. um, that was a fun month. <laughs> it was just it's been a weird year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you know, in different different points in time, um, most likely during events. Well, probably during e like events where we seem to have a lot going on in the world. Um, time travelers probably do not go to that time because of uh the risk of influencing decisions and things like that. oh well see uh, that entirely depends on which uh which universe uh theory you prescribe to That's there's true. actually a couple of different thoughts about the solutions of time travel so this is actually pretty cool there's the there's uh four basic theories you've got the self-healing hypothesis which is basically um it doesn't matter what you do. Time is more of a malleable thing. So if you actually go back and, and shoot Hitler, then, well, okay, maybe it wasn't Hitler. And 
well, even if even if he did, got it at just the right time and and totally screwed up, stopped World War II from happening, everything would eventually kind of come back into where it's supposed to be. You know? Well, yeah, that's very true. Um, and then you have the multiverse hypothesis, which is just, it's not that you're going back in time, but because space is so infinitely big, you're literally just going to another part of the universe where everything that happened up to the point that you're traveling to in time is happening, but hasn't happened yet. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, that's okay. That makes sense. Well, and kind of, you know, with um, <clears throat> with the case of John Teeter, well, you know, we'll kind of get into more, kind of more of that because he had a lot of predictions of about, well, not predictions. I mean, he said that these things happened and then they, they didn't happen here. Well, so. and arguably he came back, he got his message out there and they didn't happen. So technically, you know, this, this well, falls, uh, this could yeah. fall under uh, the third type, the erased timeline hypothesis, which is basically, oops. I fucked everything up and now everything's changed and I'm just somebody stuck out of time, which is my personal favorite because that one has the largest possibility for failure of an epic class when you yeah, fuck things up. <laughs> so getting back into, you know, the details of, of who this guy was. Um, yeah. So he's, so he's, he's posting on these message boards. He's saying he's from the year 2036 and he's come back for an, I, an IBM 5100 computer. Which is a very oddly specific computer. It is, yeah, it, and it was that was it was what made in like the seventies or something. Mid to late seventies, if I remember correctly. I don't have the stats on a fifty one hundred <laughs> up right in front of me, but uh, sure. and you're not running on your fifty one hundred right now, geez. Well, I mean, I've got it. I've got it in my time machine. Okay, sure. Like well, I said. yeah, because and, I, you need that, right? Well, for sure, that. because once I'm done with this episode, I actually have to go back in time. I found out that. Well, you just said earlier in the episode that apparently this is my second time on. I was positive that this is my first time. So I, I have to go oh. back in time yeah. and then host with you again. What episode was that? Do you remember by the, by, <laughs> off the top of your head? Or do I actually have to go look it up? No, no, no. That was the, uh, we discussed the uh, the Church of the Subgenius and the. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, well, then, the uh, and then... I'll, I'll make sure I go do that next as soon <laughs> yeah, as I'm done with this episode. This. Yes. People, people need. <laughs> People need to know that they can have their their salvation for so cheap. I mean, it's such a good price. Right. And I mean, you know, it's it's such a good thing. I actually have to go back in time to tell people about it because, you know, we're not telling people fast enough as it is. That's so true. we actually have to go forward and backward in time to kind of get people back into the fold as of, you know, just before July 5th, 1998, so that we can get our pleasure sauces. Yeah. Well, everybody is, you know, too many people are, are missing their slat, so... That's exactly yeah. right. They gotta, they gotta get this John Teeter guy, though, yeah, he definitely so, he definitely has zero slack. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he's he's on his pleasure path probably now. We haven't heard from him in a long time, so he must be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What was it? He he disappeared right around what twenty or two thousand eleven? I think so. Um, it's it's kind of been he's kind of been he's kind of popped in and out um, here and there since mm -hmm. a couple of years. So anyway, so he says he needs this IBM computer because there's a part in it that he needs to fix his time machine. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what exactly what part it was, but, it, but he posted pictures of this time machine and <laughs> he's posted, 
um, blueprints <clears throat> of the time machine and you know a lot of things that were pretty believable so obviously this caught a lot of attention from people and um he's like hey you know I, i'll answer some questions and so you know he does and you know again he mentions all kinds of of things about you know what happens in the future and things like that and i don't think any of it ever happened um i don't think there was anything he was right about but <laughs> well, like but that i said mean, arguably he got right. his message across exactly well right it doesn't mean that those things you know couldn't have happened had without his influence or they, or maybe they happened somewhere else just not here on this earth um but a very interesting situation now you know some people believe that he is possibly um I mean, we could do a whole episode on just on this dude alone, but just on him, yeah. Um, you know, so I'm not going to get into too much detail, but some people believe that he was possibly the um, creation of a Hollywood lawyer, an entertainment lawyer, and uh, his brother, and you know, they made some money off of this. There was a whole website, I think, there's a book on it, um, you know, different things like that, but nobody really knows so <laughs> that's where we're at now um but he has not come back yet um we I, i'd love to see him uh make a resurgence and you know tell us how he's doing and where he's been i mean again he's probably been on this pleasure craft having a good time so i don't blame him for not wanting to come back um but um you know it is nevertheless it's still a very interesting story and there was also like a woman that he was had relations with a couple i don't know it, <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a big story, but you gotta you gotta really really love a woman if you're gonna go back in time for her. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, just I hopefully mean, she know. felt the same way. You know, I mean that's <laughs> that's the important part. It just depends. I mean, was t is time travel for them? Is it just like getting in your car and going down to the local Wendy's, or is it like a big event? Then? Well, I mean, for the most part, yeah. It's it's generally more like you know driving down to Wendy's. You know, right. So I mean, you know, in that case, hell, I just. I drive across different sides of town to get to my different lover, so I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not it's no issue for me to do that. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, John Teeter, he was a he was an interesting character. Um, another person that I, I kind of want to talk about for for a second, but not I don't want to get too much into because there's not a lot on it. Uh, was the man from from Torrid. And this guy, in 1954, allegedly this guy was, was at the airport, and um, he was in Japan, he was in Tokyo, and he was trying to board a plane, and they looked at his passport, and his passport said that he was from, from Torrid, and there's nowhere named Torrid anywhere in the world. Right, and they, they, uh, they brought out a map at one point yeah. and asked him to point out where Torrid was on the map, and he pointed right in between Spain and Portugal? It was, um, oh God, I can't think of the name right now. Somewhere, know. some European country though. Some European country, right. And and he was very upset because he didn't understand why in place of his country, Torrid, was this other name. And he's like, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. This is ridiculous. You know, he was, <laughs> he was like, wow, you guys are playing me for a fool. And, you know, insisted. He's like, I'm, I'm from, I'm from Torrid. That's where I'm from. It's right here on the map, but it, your map is wrong. I don't know. Um, so they put the guy up in a, in a hotel room because they're like, well, we need to figure this out. You know, is this guy a spy? You know, this is coming right off the curtails of World War II. This is 1954. And um, yeah, the Cold know, War was just getting into a right. good full swing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, during that time, there was a lot of uncertainty. And so they weren't just going to let this guy walk. Well, they, they get him a hotel room. And then, you know, the next day they, they go to grab him, ask more questions. And he's not there. He's gone. 
So well, and because of course, that's exactly what would happen if you've got a if you try to capture a time traveler. For sure. Uh, so long as they've got like a personal means of conveyance, you as know. As long as they obviously have their IBM um, fifty one hundred, yeah, fifty one hundred, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Or your was it personal time travel device PTTD? Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are like the the uh, watch style ones that general yes. that make a little portal for you. Those are pretty yes, cool. Exactly. Well, right. So a lot there's a lot of question on whether or not this man was you know was he from a different universe or was he a time traveler or you know so if he was a time traveler um, he could be a time traveler from another another universe you know again and you know that's that's a possibility. Now the story. Um, you know what's interesting about it is that it ended up being a lot of people thought it was just you know one of those urban legends you tell on the internet um but it's not actually it's it's documented in um books and numerous books from like the 1970s um and you know but that's about as far back as it goes so people question the validity of it some people would assume that this would have been larger news had it actually happened but why would it be i mean because yeah honestly if you're if you're going to be the guy who stands up and says yes um we were at the airport we grabbed this guy we put right. him in a holding cell and then the next morning he was just fucking gone <laughs> who, who are you and what are you actually doing in the government to begin with because you're supposed to hush that shit up come on guys <laughs> right i mean so yeah uh yeah so there's really no you know there's, there's no proof saying that he was there and there's no proof saying that he wasn't but there's more often than not there's proof that he was so uh, did this happen? It definitely could have. And who knows? It could have just been some criminal with a, with a passport. And he just, it could have been a practical joke. Or well, shit, somebody who is really way into into LARPing. It could have been. It could have been. Yeah. been. <laughs> I am from the country of Tarud. You will let me into my country. It's over here near this uh, vague area of, of uh, Europe. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Let me on the plane. <laughs> it was, you know... I, I don't know about the guy, but I mean, if he ever comes back and tells us about, you know, his, his travels, that would be really interesting. Right. Then the, the first thing he needs to do is call out everyone who is at the airport who, you know, detained him at that point. <laughs> like, look, all right, Officer Jones, Officer Barley, Officer McNasty, <laughs> and the three, the three obnoxious ladies behind the counter. Don't think I didn't think about you either. Yeah. Yeah. All of you. You're all involved in this. That's probably why he left. He's like, wow, these people are really dumb. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> it's <is> scary. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> and, he, and he left. He did, they did say that he had like a French accent or something. He was a white guy, but he, he had like a French accent or something like that. Well, I mean, uh, French people are kind of white. <laughs> they yeah i mean they're they're you know european so yeah they are <laughs> right, right you know so they, but they were saying that you know some people think that it could have just been that he was pronouncing whatever it was he was saying weird and they couldn't understand him oh with with too thick of an accent yeah that seems so. too convenient to me he's well, definitely a time traveler <laughs> i mean it said on the passport where he was from so it's like well I don't think you could right that's either a really good or it's either a really bad forgery or a really interesting authentic piece yeah exactly <laughs> and either way it needs to be in a museum <laughs> it is but it's it, that's i think that's always a fun story you know again it's just one of those ones we'll, we'll never solve that one unless he comes back and tells us who he is and why and what happened and where, where the fuck tour it is <laughs> So I think, you know, that one was cool. And then, of course, you have, like, the simple ones, like you've got the um, 
what is it? The uh, Charlie Chaplin lady, the babushka lady. Who that yes, is? yes, yes. Uh, she allegedly has a uh, phone, and she's you know, walking into the Charlie Chaplin premiere. This is at the the early outset of video photography, I believe. Yeah. At that point, it was. And, it yeah. was one of the first instances of them like really, you know, kind of recording. They're recording an event where they were premiering one of his films. And, you know, it's, they're just recording the, the, the people there, you know, there's people there, they're just putting people walking through the theater and whatnot. And they see her walk by and she's holding something up to her ear and she's talking and, but nobody's around her. And so a lot of people think that maybe she had a cell phone in her hand or something. Some right. Yeah, unless you're talking to the, to the mainstream media or in the government who are like, oh no, it was, it was a, uh, it was a, an, one of those ear horn things from yeah. back in the day. Like, man, we know we know for a fact that ear horns are a Looney Tunes <laughs> uh, lie, and there's no way that is anything other than a cell phone. That lady is talking on a cell phone to somebody in the year 2832. Guaranteed. What's up? I saw this, like, one point that was, like, talking about, you know, it. let's say she does have a cell phone, right? Well, she's using a phone that obviously doesn't need a cell tower because there weren't any. Right, right. You know, so um, that was, you know, kind of an interesting, an interesting point. But, you know, again, she's, you know, definitely not here anymore. It's not one. It's definitely not a hearing device. I mean, I looked at them from that time period. Those things are fucking big. They don't look like that. And who the hell would she be talking to? She's by herself. There's nobody. Right. Well, you know, it, the, <laughs> the argument is that she's talking to somebody who she can actually hear from 15 feet away because it's an ear horn. <laughs> But as I said, Looney Tunes bullshit. Yeah, they're so they're just so uh, they're so good at their at doing their job that mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I mean I you know I I don't know but either way you know that lady that's a fun one because that's one that you could like see you know that, that's you can you can look at that one with your own your own eyes and, and decide if it's something that you believe in or not. So, um, but you know let's let's kind of get into the. Let's get into the fun stuff. Now you probably know a little bit more about about these topics than I do, but uh, let's get into like the time, like the paradoxes. Well, for sure. Um, before we do, though, I, I just kind of wanted to get some, uh, just a few little uh, honorable mentions. We won't sure. go through what they are, what they are about, but uh, other former, uh, excuse me, uh, well-known time travelers, at least from Subgenius Records, um, former. Um, uh, presidential hopeful alexander hamilton uh, also known as mr bear arms hamilton because he had bear arms and he was the guy who fa- who coined the term the right to bear arms yeah because he, he was bear arms right. yeah, he, yeah anyway <laughs> um dr emmett von braun oh. uh and his uh, uh associate uh, that was martin mcfly of course of course, yeah. Uh, and then uh, another daring pair, William S. Preston and his friend Theodore Logan were both uh, uh, famous time travelers. And then, of course, um, alleged fellow subgenius and Simpsons creator uh, Matt Grenning is actually also allegedly a uh, time traveler. Well, we with, know that because of the show. Because of all of the, I mean, just just the Trump stuff. Is right. is enough to prove that he's definite. He was definitely from the future because yeah. those those episodes came out in what 2012 and then 2016. You've got that orange covered yeah pre- uh, president <laughs> uh, hopeful at the time wandering or you know f- uh, floating majestically down the escalator majestically yeah. man well anyway 
but yeah, and that's just that's just one of over a hundred times that Matt Granning just kind of, yeah, hey, just in case you didn't remember, I'm a time traveler. Yeah, yeah, he is. We, and, and but um, actually, yeah, he's he's also the uh, the person who invented the I am my own grandfather paradox, which is not to be uh, confused with the grandfather paradox. <laughs> now, if if we if we would <clears throat> like to get into some of the the bigger fun stuff. Yeah, so, that, that I, I like the I am my own grandfather paradox. Well, okay, and so we've got a couple of different types of paradoxes here that are all just fun in their own little ways. So you've got stuff like um, the, the first one I've got here is the predestination paradox, and that's uh, basically a closed time loop. And what that means is that the event that started the time loop can't really be determined. So uh, in this one, this is the this is the uh, should I kill Hitler problem. So the thing is, is if you go back and kill Hitler and then you go back forward into your own timeline, well, now the you from that timeline doesn't know to kill Hitler. Wait, because Hitler doesn't exist. Right. And then so you won't go back to do it again. See, yes. I well, went back to stop an accident. Oh, wait, no, wait. That's the other way around. Oh, God, Tom. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Time is hard. <laughs> it, it really is. And and even though I understand the concepts here, yeah. using the English language to, un- to yeah. understand these things, sometimes it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult. Like I said, when you don't so, have a graph and you can't show, you know, right, right. it makes it that much more difficult. So it's what we're doing right now is, is probably um, a, a great feet and we'll probably win the Nobel Peace Prize for doing this podcast. Of, of course. But okay, so okay, here here's where I messed it up. Okay, so predestination. So um I hate Hitler, so I'm gonna go back in time and I'm gonna go kill Hitler before he uh becomes the leader of Germany. Sure. And so I go back in time and I fuck I walk up to Hitler and I'm like, ah been ein Berliner, you son of a bitch. Boom, kick him right in the nuts. And then I try to shoot him in the head. But for some reason I miss. And then when I get back in time, it turns out that Hitler got pissed at some crazy dude who came up and said, I am from Berlin, and then kicked him in the nuts, and then immediately assumed that the, that person was Jewish and then started the Holocaust, which makes you pissed and makes you want to go back and kill him. So what was this, what was the event that, that triggered everything? We uh, At that point, you don't really know. Okay, sure, right. So. Right. Because it could be you, or it could be. It could, yeah. It could be. Maybe it was Hitler started this whole thing, or maybe it was me going back and finding out that Hitler, or going back to kill kill Hitler, and then only being able to kick him in the chones is what caused the time loop. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. okay. So, we'll move on to the next one. You've got the grandfather paradox, which, like I said, not to be confused with the "I am my own grandfather" oh. paradox. Yes. So, grandfather paradox. What happens when I kill my grandfather? I love my papa. He's an awesome guy. But if I go back in time, and I go to the time before he and my grandmother had my dad, if I shoot him in the back of the head, then I will cease to exist. Right. But if that happens, I won't be able to go back in time to kill him to stop him from being with my grandma, to make my dad, to make me. That's true. At which point, I can go back in time 
to kill him so that he doesn't meet my grandmother and have my dad, at which point I can't be born. Right. There's the grandfather paradox in a nutshell. <laughs> which is slightly different, as I said, from yeah. the from the grant from the I am my own grandfather paradox, well, which is yeah. what happens when I help make my father. Yes. Yes, when you... um, and that's also known it's the human equivalent of the bootstrap paradox, which is uh, uh, the next one I'll get into. But the uh, the slightly creepy nature of the I am my own grandfather paradox is the is just the, the creep factor alone in and of itself is the reason why it's only ever been explored in Matt Grenning's Futurama. Okay. For further proof that he's a time traveler because he I understands see. the I am my own grandfather principle and warns us against it implicitly. Do you think it's possible that he has is his own grandfather? Well, I think it's possible, but only if he's kind of a creep. And I've never met the guy before, so I can't tell you for sure if I think he would. He seems like a nice guy. I guess. Yeah. I don't that and I mean, so. you know, he's he's giving us all these hints to time travel throughout his different properties. So I can't imagine him to be too bad a guy. You know, he's he's trying to he's trying to keep you from doing weird shit like this, the bootstrap paradox, which is I got this book for myself in the future. It's a book I will eventually give myself in the past. Okay. Or if George Lucas were to be a time traveler and at this point in his life, he's got everything from nine movies uh, in the base storyline and all that jazz and all the extra junk uh, with Rogue One and, and all the other stuff, all of the licensing and merchandising rights just laid out before him in a, in a big folder. And he puts that folder under his arm. He walks back into the past. He goes, hey, George, I've got this really cool thing for you. Well, George, what's that? And George hands himself in the past the book the manu or excuse me, the manuscripts of all of the Star Trek or Star Wars stuff. Star Trek. Oh God, you're gonna. Oh God, that's <laughs> so much hate mail. Oh, I'm glad I don't have an internet oh, presence. God. I'm just kidding. Anyway, but <clears throat> so he is he has handed himself all of this information to make Star Wars, even though that's the George Lucas in the past hasn't actually come up with any of the Star Wars stuff yet. So then at that point, young George Lucas takes the Star Wars franchise, makes it all up into this crazy big-ass thing that it is, and, and you know, everyone and their brother is currently after the BB-8 or whatever. And, oh, no, wait, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's the new thing. That's right. But then, <laughs> so, and then post-Baby Yoda, George Lucas now looks upon his works, smiles, takes everything, puts it in the folder, and goes back in time and gives it to himself. So, that cycle. when... When was Star Wars actually written? Well, this is the question. It was never written. Actually, it was never written by George Lucas. It was written in Dobstown, Malaysia by our own sacred scribes. That makes sense. And then George Lucas went and stole it from us when he stole Time Machine number 732. Yeah, that makes that a lot of sense. Wow, dirty, rotten bastard. <laughs> people know now. And then... um. <laughs> So I've got this one last one. This one's kind of a weirder one. Okay, so this one's known as the Polchinski Paradox. And this one's crazy. Okay, so I get in my time travel machine. And I go back in time. And then I land the time travel machine right in front of myself so that I can't enter the time machine. So I can't go back in time 
to get in front of myself. So this one's similar again to uh, the uh, the predestination paradox, only in reverse. So basically, uh, and they just the 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 way science likes to describe it is is using a uh, a cue ball, right? Like off of a, a pool table, and then so you'll have a portal one portal on the pool table and then one directly above the portal that is on the pool table. Okay. So you shoot the cue ball forward into the portal and then it shoots back and drops down in front of itself before the cue ball can go through, at which point both cue balls separate and then neither of them went into the portal. So what happens next? Uh-oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hmm. Now we're in a real pickle. Because when you do that with people, now there's two of you, right. but neither of you went back in time. And you, except that you both went back in time. Oh, man. And you Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. You can't move at that point. You're frozen. So this is, yeah, you got to take, take that break for a second. And like, yep. hmm. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, five minutes of self-healing. Okay. <sighs> Okay. Well, about those black-footed ferrets. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, that's another possibility, though, with clones. Clones could actually technically just be a time travel duplicate, you know, your past or future self, come back or forward in time to be sharing the same general space and time. So it's te- at that point, technically, it would be the exact same ferret with the exact same life experiences except for the three seconds worth of going forward or backward in time or however much time. But that three seconds can really make a difference. Exactly. So, so they could be entirely different people at that point. Uh, yes, I was I was the black ferret that went through the portal. I am older and wiser, even though we are sharing the same time space. <laughs> yeah. Which gets me into another concept. Sure. Time battling your past or future self. Yes. Now, the thing about time travel is that eventually you're probably going to run into yourself. You know, you think about, okay, well, shoot, what did I do 10 years ago that I really didn't want to do? Right. And then you go back and you fix it. Right. But then 20 yeah. years from then you realize, oh shit, if I had done that the way I should have done or, or the way I did it originally, my life would be better now and screw what happened. What? 10 years yeah 10 years ago at this point so then you go back in time and undo what you did by getting into martial combat with yourself so now you're caught unawares as you from 10 years in your future is trying to stop you from messing with yourself 10 years in the past and then that poor son of a bitch doesn't even know what's going on at all yeah and he's just watching two of himself getting to get into a crazy gun battle. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Well, I think um, Family Guy did a really good episode on something similar, where they continuously tried to go back and fix something, and then they kept running into other versions of themselves trying to go back and fix the thing, and it just was, it, it got to the point where they were just like, "Fuck it, kill everybody," and they killed everybody, and it was fine. And there it goes. <laughs> and, and and at a certain point, if there's too many yous in the room. Maybe we should just kill everybody and start over. Right, and just start you know, over. we'll 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 do the boot. We'll do the we'll do the uh, predestination. No, wait, we'll do the bootstrap parrot now. Which parrot? I don't even know which paradox I'm supposed to be using right now. 
Um, once, no, think. okay, so yeah, so the grandfather, we'll use the grandfather paradox, I'll kill myself, and then we'll start this whole, whole thing over from scratch. And before I get into doing it, oh crap, I won't even be able to warn myself. You can't, no, you can't. <sighs> See, and, so you need to have one person, or one of you, maybe the youngest you, jump back in time to right before you make your first jump, and then just bitch slap yourself. But then again, you're still having to worry about time battling yourself. Oh, well, or or kill your original self and, and take pl- take the place of your original first self. Mm, yes, thus stopping the butterfly effect yes. from ever happening in the first place. I like it. Yes. And, uh, Futurama did one of those too with the forward only time machine. They were five feet higher than they or eight feet higher than they were to begin with, and then they accidentally crushed themselves and assumed their assumed the uh, positions of themselves in that timeline. That's right. Didn't they? Um, they just continue to go forward until they kind of repeated time, and that isn't that what happened? Right yes, now? and and that, yeah, time is cyclical. So technically, okay. Yeah. So there's there's m- multiple ways of doing time travel. There is uh, the the method done by you know Doctor Who and and uh, Marty McFly and 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 Doc Brown, obviously the forward and backward time machines. Those are those are the easier to get to where you're going but it gets much more difficult and easier to really screw shit up with those right with the forward only time machine with time being cyclical you'll go to the end and then just come back around to the beginning yeah at which point you can roll down the window shoot hitler as you're getting out to 1945 and then roll the window back up a la once again as matt groening said (laughs) <laughs> and then miss and then shoot Eleanor Roosevelt instead. Yeah. Sorry, Al. <laughs> Don't worry. Someone from Quantum will be there to fix that momentarily. Don't worry about it. See in the next cycle. Um. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then you just, well, right. And then, so you would just continue going forward until you got to a, a point where you were pleased with and then decide that that's where you would go. But if you fuck it up, you'd have to continue forward and, and try again. Right. Um, but, which is good, though, that, you know, you get the do over. Um, but in all of these paradoxes, you know, one thing I think that is left out a lot is, you know, creating that new timeline, completely new timeline. And so not in this universe, but creating another one, <coughs> creating another universe in its own right. Uh, That's a little uh, bit of, yeah, the, the, a little bit of that comes in with the uh, multiverse hypothesis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, right. Basically, yeah. Uh, what is it say? Yeah, oh, Back to the Future too. Yeah, the the alternate timeline thing. Right. Yeah, when Biff steals the time machine, or excuse me, when George Lucas steals the time machine, goes back and gives himself fucking Star Wars. <laughs> a joke. We still haven't figured out when he does it so he can fix this timeline. That's our money, George. Give us that money back. Excuse yeah, me. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, time travel makes me it makes me cranky. Yeah, he created. Oh well, it can. I mean, it's frustrating. <laughs> You know, it's it's exhausting sometimes. Well, especially because then you got to start keeping track of what dimension you're in, where you're from. You know, right, right. And and the thing is, is every time you change something, it changes everything after that. But if you go back and and undo that, you don't necessarily undo all the things, all the ramifications of that of that effect. Yes, right. Yeah, exactly. And and well, and then it's like, you know, even if you were to go back. You know, say you're going back in time and you're going to kill yourself in that time and replace yourself to kind of right the wrong. 
Then the issue, though, is that you now have the knowledge of like what's to come. So because you have that knowledge of what's to come, how can we say that you wouldn't then influence the outcome going forward? So, you know, and not on purpose, just because you have the knowledge that it will happen. Well, and actually, um, there was a, a I, William S. Preston and Theodore Logan actually uh, uh, very eloquently dealt with that in um, their the uh, in their time travel escapades. They at one point realized that the only way to really figure out their own time travel mistakes and how to fix it was to go back and talk to themselves in the past. So at one point, they gave themselves this cryptic message about how they're going to save space princesses and then have everything ready for their high school science report. And then later on, remembering that conversation verbatim, they took their as their future selves went back and then talked to their past selves once it they became once they got to that particular point that's the only way that you could really keep from really screwing up the timeline yeah is by doing it exactly the same way yeah that's true yeah Mm. you have to do it the exact same way and so it's like well time travel is it's there's a lot to it (laughs) but again if if we well, when we get to the point when we perfect it, um, then we look at different possibilities of going further into our known universe, our, our observable universe, and maybe even beyond, you know, maybe then the observable universe can expand if we we can know, because um, then we can get to crazy places, you know, that's what, um, you know, a popular thing that, that people talk about is that if you go so many light years away because of the way light travels and you look at Earth from a telescope and you could see what's going on you would see dinosaurs right now okay yeah 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 that's uh, uh and then that that principle in reverse once you've gone out that far then coming back that's when you get the damned dirty ape principle yes which is where <laughs> yeah you, because you've gone you've you only need to go like a hundred years out right light years out to go see to see dinosaurs but then coming back a hundred years later well now you're 200 years your time which is like well if it's if going forward 100 gets you back 200 million, that means you've gone another 200 million. So roughly 398 million years will have passed right. technically on Earth. Right. And then, just by you taking a 200-year journey out into space. Yeah, basically, yeah. But that only applies if you are... So when we talk about um, aliens and aliens, you know, visiting the planet and, you know, some different things, those numbers and those years and that math only applies if you are getting into a, not a manually powered vehicle, but basically, yeah, I mean, I guess a, a, just a regular, just say that a spaceship was the same as a car and you're traveling, say you're traveling by car through space, then those rules apply. But those rules are different if you apply time travel to them and then you travel, you could travel through. So like not only would you travel through space, but you could also travel through time to end up back where you originally started. I don't know if any of that makes any sense at all. (laughs) It made 100% sense, but I absolutely could not explain it back to you. Yes. I mean, yes. And so it's... (laughs) It's just one of those things, again, this is very, very difficult to explain without showing you what I'm talking about. Um, 
<laughs> you know, it's, it is very hard. That's why um, graphs are very important in science. Um, now, and there's there are a couple of other things that I think people who are interested in time travel and maybe deciding now is the time to go to Dobstown, Malaysia for that, that free introductory course in time travel. Yes. Um, one other thing that you should really pay attention to is general repair and maintenance of your time vehicle. Yes. The thing about time machines is, is if you're going back in time, your parts probably haven't been invented yet. So don't let the dinosaurs run romper stomper on your, on your, you know, personal time oh, travel device, yeah. unless you want to go back forward the long way. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. You would have to go forward then. And I mean, you, you'd get there, but it would take you a long time. Um, you know, at the very least you could probably, you could make a stop in the 1970s and pick up that IBM 5100. Allegedly. Yeah. 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 You might- uh, we don't use the, we don't use the IBM 5100. The parts oh. are too rare. Um, see, actually, uh, we're more, we, mm, I don't know if I even should be getting into this. We're more of the, uh, space saucer variety of time travel, ship based oh. time travel. Okay. That's the, the, they're, uh, invented by Zephram Cochran. Uh, time travel method employed is uh, relativity, black holes, and special case wormholes. Very useful for space travel and travel to the future. Not particularly useful for traveling to the past uh, is what is what they generally say about it. But I mean, that's that's clean energy, isn't it? I mean, there's no. I mean, it depends on which version you're making it with. I mean, I I personally like making mine out of dirty bombs, but you know, that's that's just me. I mean, you can use Mister Fusion if that's your thing, or if you're or if you're one of those. Uh, crazy hippie types. You can go solar, but I mean, you need a lot of solar power. You need to really sit next to that sun for a couple of minutes before you get the kind of juice you That's need. True. Well, and then you got to go further enough in the future to get your special space uh, sun sitting suit. Right. Uh, no, for sure. Uh, yes, and and personal your, your personal uh, uh, weaponry and uh, uh, gear should also be well maintained. I mean, I I don't recommend people go out and buy guns especially if you're planning on going back into the past. But if you're going to take a gun into the past, make sure it's cleaned and serviced, you know, make sure you've got your ammo and make sure that the, the receivers and and slides and everything work just like they're supposed to. The last thing you want is to pull a gun on Hitler and have that thing click. Oh yeah. I mean, because then he's going to, then he's going to send the Gestapo after you and then, you know, and then you're going to be called, you know, the, the, the filth that needs to be cleansed from the Third Reich. And it just, it ends up being a whole big thing. I've started World War Three twice, and we don't really want that. Because then you have to deal with radioactive cockroaches. And let me tell you, they know how to bargain. <laughs> and listen, the time police don't like that shit either. <laughs> they really don't. They really don't. Those fees are expensive. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. Not, it's not worth the time to, to do all that. That's for sure. To, just to fail at killing <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but those are those are some good tips. Anything else we should know about this um, this workshop that's coming up? And the workshop. The uh, and the uh, and the Dobbstown the Dobbstown workshop. I thought you. Oh, oh 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 no! It's it's not a workshop. It's it's actually a sixteen year doctorate course. Oh. I, I I introduced myself as Doctor Reverend Doctor Crimson Miculous. That's, that's yes. True. That's true. Uh, yeah, I actually just got back from the year uh, twenty three ninety two 
where uh, this the the first year uh, time travelers uh, were uh, respectedly uh, added to the, the, the blah 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 something or other. Um, but yeah, and I've, so I, I've got my doctorate in time travel, which I got before I finished the course, which is how you're supposed to do it. Um, sure. Yeah. Yep. And then you have to, and then once you've traveled to the future to get your, to get your certifications, then you really only have to worry about time police and, and, you know, eventually destroying the unholy abomination of a time travel device that you've created, which we all end up having to do is just a thing. Once you're done time traveling, don't forget to destroy that motherfucker because people will take it. I mean, there are so many Biff Tannins in this world. You just don't <laughs> understand. I kind of think that that's how uh, Agent Orange managed to get himself at the the forty five slot in the presidency. Ooh, he, I think he <laughs> went back. He bent, went back with Matt Grenning's time machine to twenty sixteen, killed himself, took his place, and that's where we got all those weird comments about. His, I date my daughter because technically it's not his daughter. His daughter's from the future. Well, I was hoping for that. Uh, I am my own grand grandmother. I think. Um, <laughs> paradox. If, if if he could, you know what? More power to him. If 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 Lord Dampnut can become his own grandmother by having sex with his daughter, more power to him. I mean, the the Church of the Subgenius is very very into inclusion of all types. Yes. But that's just weird. That's just weird. I, I don't. I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> I don't know if there's a group for that yet. Um, but but there there might be. Um, well, technically, if there ever will be, then there already was. Oh God! Right. Damn right. It. This time stuff. It's... Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there needs to be a support group for people who are dealing with time travel. There yeah. needs to be a different support group for people who are dealing with people who deal with time travel. And then there needs to be a third support group for people who have to deal with the people who have to deal with the people who are dealing about time travel. Because those people are a different class entirely as well. That is probably, uh, that, that in and of itself is probably a paradox because you could go back in time when the time travelers first started showing up and create that support group. But if you were the creator of the time travel support group, you know, ironically, you would never really probably get the support that you need as a time traveler. You right. Know? Because every time you go back into the past, they won't believe you. Right. Time yeah. travel hasn't been invented yet. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> exactly. <so sighs> well, you know, actually, there is one person who, relatively speaking, in the past would have been very cool with time travelers. He actually had a party. This was Stephen Hawking back in uh, 2009 in, Cam in Cambridge. He sent out flyers the day after the party and just posted them everywhere. He sent them on the internet all across the globe. He pasted them. He, well, he had interns do it because, I mean, you know, he's wheelchair bound. But, uh, <laughs> but he had people posting signs up everywhere. Are you a time traveler? Meet me. And this time in this place, and uh, I've got the the thing here somewhere. I'm going to go there after I, I have to go back and talk to you uh, to do the first podcast. But then immediately after that, I'll be going to this okay. event. I swear I've got it here somewhere pretty close. I can't believe I forgot about it. There that. it is. Bam. Okay. <clears throat> 
you are cordially invited for a reception for time travelers hosted by Professor Stephen Hawking to be held in the past at the University of Cambridge, Gonville and Caius College, Trinity Street, Cambridge. And just in case you don't know where that is, that's location 52 degrees by 12 by 21 north and then zero degrees by seven by 4.7 east. This is 12 o'clock UT, uh, what is that, universal, universal time, right? 12 o'clock universal time, 28th of June, 2009, no RSVP required. So, I mean, it's cool. You, you can even come as you are. So the thing is, is after you've uh, gone through, gotten your time travel device, gotten your time travel certifications in that order, because it has to be that way for whatever dumb reason, then you can go back and meet up with me. We're going to Hawking's place and we're just totally going to fuck with him. Okay. We're going to tell him all sorts of crazy stuff. We're going to tell him, first of all, that, that uh, Planet of the Apes is a 100% true movie. Yes. And then when we go to the future and it turns out it's actually a robot apocalypse, then we'll deal with that and, and fix the timeline again later. But like I said, it'll be really, fu- it'll be really funny to see the look on his, on his chair when, when we get up there and tell him that we're from the future. It, it will. It'll be great. It, it was great. We know this already. Yes, it was great. And we will have been there to do this already. Exactly. So um, now what they you didn't hear though, about it because the government's really good at covering up time travelers. At well, this point. that's what I was going to say. What they say is that, you know, nobody showed up to this party. Um, but what they failed to acknowledge was that nobody showed up because, um, well, Stephen Hawking didn't have any friends. So <laughs> that's that is arguable. I have heard that he had many friends it's just that they're the kind of friends who don't get together and throw wild keggers uh, yeah. they're the kind that get together and have you know very quiet chess tournaments where the loudest thing you'll hear is this. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was no chess at this event oh no there wasn't i mean uh there was no chess at this event so no uh, but there was there were hors d'oeuvres of uh quite a few different varieties in champagne and uh, the doors were thrown wide open right at uh, right at 12 o'clock. And, yeah. you know, Hawking was just right there at the door. He had his best clothes on uh, and his, his shiniest wheels on his on yeah. his uh, on his uh, roller. And he, uh, he, he was ready to go. He had a couple. He, he also had a couple of his colleagues who were studying uh, time travel theory. He had them there just just in case, you know. He wanted to let them in on the joke, as it were. Sure, sure. Right. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I was I was there, um, and it was it was it was fun. It was a good time. It was. It wasn't bad. Um, you right. Know, some people got confused and started thinking it was some type of like singles mixer for time travelers, and you know things got strange. But well, I mean, you know, and then and then we had to go back and fix it. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know. And then after, and then after the whole singles incident was over, and then the uh, the random fifty people who were all the same guy. I think it was that John that that John Teeter guy. He actually showed up to that party, and then got drunk all over himself. Drank like well, there were like twelve of them, but you know they they drank like ten bottles of 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 champagne themselves. And that's where it came. It just became a thing, right? And it's it's so it's so the thing about running into your past or future self is that you can't get into an argument about yourself over who's better right. because 
technically you're equal and perfectly symmetrical and violence never solved anything. Okay. You know what your moves are. So when you get into the fist fight, you're just going to be punching your own hands. Yeah. So, right. So, so we ended up, you know, we, we went to this thing and you know, that's, but that's why no, that's why they say nobody showed up is because, you know, it just ended up being such a fucking ordeal that we had to keep going back and fixing it. And, you know, so at one point we, we actually, we stood outside and prevented people from going in just to stop it from, you know, continuing. So right, you right. guys are very welcome uh, for that because you don't want 12 drunk John Teeters around. <laughs> no, no, you really don't. Because then he starts talking about why he went back to the year 2000. Not ju- It wasn't just to pick up that, that IBM 5100. It was for the girl. I mean, yeah. come on, man. I, I, I was I was an idiot, and I went to college for a girl. But, I mean, going back in time, dude, you are just... That's a whole extra... Dude, there's, there's other girls out there. I mean, maybe not in the Civil... The, the what is it? World War Three Civil War that John Teeter was yeah. describing uh, in, from 2032 or whatever. But, uh, you know, the, 20, the 2012 uh, Mayan calendar didn't explode. So we're fine. Don't worry yeah. about it, man. Right. <laughs> Just go find someone else. Fix the timeline and then go find someone else. I haven't Whew. figured a new house, so I don't... You know. Yeah, well, yeah. Some people can't get out of the past. Yeah, that's that's very true. Very true. <laughs> so anyway, that was no, that was a that was a good. I forgot about that, Courtney. That was a good. Um, that was a good addition there. I like that. Well, why? Thank you. I don't think I don't. I don't think I have anything. Do you have anything else you'd like to cover for? No, this? no, not really. I mean, like I said, just just remember, time travel is really fun until you really start thinking about it. It is, yes. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the less you think about it, the cooler it is. That's very true. With that being said, guys, um, we will go ahead and end the show there. Uh, remember to tra- time travel responsibly, and we will see you next Wednesday.